I got to introduce the speaker here. He's a very strange man. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, so Pastor Dave Limmer's going to be sharing with us today. And um, I won't tell you the whole story, but I had to go all the way to Missouri to meet a guy from Wyoming. Doesn't make sense, but God knows what he's doing, and God has an amazing sense of humor. And uh, so, so Pastor Dave and I have, at this missions conference in Missouri, he, he prayed over me. He, he encouraged me with some words from the Lord and blessed my heart. I got to meet him and his wife and spend some time with them. And uh, so he's, he's kind of becoming a spiritual, he has become a spiritual mentor to me, someone to help me and grow. And so I wanted to share him with you. But I want to give you a couple of warnings, okay? If you think you can sit there and nap for the next 50 minutes, hour and a half, please, that's not going to happen. He's going to drag you into the sermon. So let's, let's warm up, okay? Okay, let's, let's use an old word, an old word, and we'll say amen together. On the count of three, we're going to say amen. Ready? One, two, three. Amen. Hey, that was really good. That was really good. Let's modernize it a little bit. Let's, how about this, how about this on the count of three, we'll say bring it. Got it? Okay, count of three. One, two, three. Bring it. Hey, you were just as confident on bring it as, as uh, I mean, that's good. That's good. You think, you, you think they're warm? You should I warm up a little more or we're good? Pastor Dave, would you come and share what God's laid on your heart, please? Well, good morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, God is good. Hey, we're going to have fun today. All right. Well, it's good to be here. It is really a privilege for my wife, Beth, and I. This is my wife, lovely wife, my first wife, by the way, <coughs> of 42 years. <coughs> we have, uh, we have uh, three children. Uh, my oldest son now pastors the church that we started in 1980. And uh, he, is, he and his wife have five children. So that's my first five grand. And uh, then my second son, he, uh, he has kind of run our children's department for about 14 years. And uh, he just recently moved back from Billings. And he and his wife, they have four children. So that puts me up to nine. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, I am a blessed man. <clears throat> and then, we'll see if I can keep this here without spilling it. That could be... Sorry right if I spill it. Okay. And then I have uh, my youngest son. He uh, recently got married about a year ago. We'll be a year in November. And so you never know. I might get a few more grandchildren. We, we're not sure yet. But uh, we're, we're excited about that. Grew up in Buffalo, Wyoming, so I'm native. And uh, I had to import my wife from Iowa, however. But uh, she's put up with me for 40 two years, and uh, she is amazing. Through the years as we pastored, you know, some of the ladies would often say to her, said, how can you stand to live with him? And uh, <clears throat> she would say, well, you don't have to. <laughs> so uh, that was easy, right? That's a great answer. So it, it is a delight for us to be here. Uh, we just are excited about what God's doing in, uh, in the state and uh, we are traveling now full-time and uh, been around the state and around the Midwest area. Even uh, actually the pastor of the church there in Missouri that, that uh, we met at, Michael and I met at, the, uh, that pastor is one of the gentlemen that I work with and strongly encourage. And so I uh, was on the phone with him this week and and so we're excited about what God's doing. We, we travel extensively across the nations. We've been in uh, Nordic a lot, in Africa. And so just encouraging pastors and uh, encouraging churches forward. So let me just start by saying this. If you haven't written a thank you or made uh, some sense of offering thanks for your pastor, you should do that before you leave today. You are a blessed people. You are very blessed. I travel, like I say, extensively. I'm in a lot of churches around the country and around the world. And uh, you are blessed. 
by the pastoral leadership team that you have. <clears throat> and so, uh, and the reason I say that is because Pastor Michael and I have not had a huge amount of time together, but, but I can tell you that his heart is for the purposes of God and all that God has. His heart is for the state. He, is, he really has a, a vision for Rock Springs, and, and because of that, he, he continues to yearn for more. And uh, Christy is a great support, great encourager. And so I just encourage you that you would be thankful and continue to pray earnestly for them in the journey ahead. Because we've got some exciting days ahead. Amen? Yeah. Right. Woo! Man. All right. Well, we're going to jump in the Word here. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of setting up this aspect of we've been talking about prayer over the last couple of days and different elements of prayer, and so I'm going to pick it up with the aspect of intercession or prayer that brings about revival. And uh, I want to encourage you that that doesn't matter who you are, if you're in Christ, your prayer is powerful. If you are in Christ, if you're not in Christ, your cry out to Him is powerful. And so Jesus loves us at every level, wherever we're at in the journey. If we haven't yet trusted Him, He loves us implicitly. If we have been walking with Him for 40, 50 years, He loves us incredibly. And He is just amazingly good because He is always at work in our benefit. Always for our benefit. Woo! So good! And then simple things. So, Paul Youngi Cho, <clears throat> I read him years ago, back when we started a church in 1980. I had picked up one of his books and uh, started to read him. He uh, pastored the largest church in the world, Seoul, Korea. Currently, they have over 800,000 members. 800,000. Their sanctuary seats 26,000. They fill it seven times on Sundays. You cannot come twice. <laughs> he said this, I am convinced that renewal is possible anywhere. People dedicate themselves to pray. I'm convinced. Oh, now see, you got all quiet on me. <laughs> now see, you already had a warm-up. You had practice. Come on, that's... You know, it's like, yeah, that's right. Come on, you guys are from Wyoming. Listen, you know, you got to make me feel at home a little bit. Cheer, shout, carry on, stand on your chairs, jump up and down. Come on, this is church. You don't do that in church? I thought everybody did that, Right? He goes on and he says this, he says, In Korea I find it easier to preach than almost anywhere else. When I preach the Word of God, sinners immediately respond for salvation. Why do they have this kind of a spiritual atmosphere? The answer is prayer. Prayer not only produces corporate power, but it produces individual power as well. If you want your life to shift from where you've been living into a different place, prayer will move you out of the complacency that you've been in, the stuck place, and move you into a place of forward movement. Prayer is effective. God cares about your prayer. He wants to hear you and He wants you to hear Him. Prayer is not one-way conversation. Come on, you ever had that conversation where they, you picked up the phone and you, you said hello and never said another word? I'm not going to touch it. Listen, you know, God, God doesn't get into that deal either. But most of the time when we think of prayer, we think of it as dropping off our laundry, and expecting it to be done by the time we get done today, right? We kind of drop it off and expect it to come back and pick it up. 
But see, prayer is a participation. It's a relationship. It's partnering with Him. It's, it's being involved with the living God, the creator of everything that we are and have seen. He is the one who created all things. You know, it's amazing to me that, uh, you know, it says that God spoke and said, let there be light. And immediately light came into the chaos and the darkness. And you know, the words, it says that the words, the power of words continue. Words are powerful. They're, they're incredibly powerful. By your words, you're set free. And by your words, you're condemned, Matthew says, Jesus speaking. But the word that Jesus spoke let there be light is still going because you know, you, scientifically they've proven that there are still stars being formed because the Word's still going. The Word of God is powerful. And because the Word of God is powerful, what He says is true. All right, so here we go. I'm going to give you three things that, that I believe are critical in regards to understanding this area of prayer and our privilege of prayer. And uh, because of a couple of reasons that I won't necessarily give you, I, I'm going to try to stay contained up here behind this fence. <laughs> but, but understand this, that if I come down there, we're in trouble. You better bring your lunch. <laughs> All right. But see, I won't do that to the children's workers. Bless their hearts. All right. Thank God for them. Amen? They're amazing. They're, listen, along, yeah, come on. Along with your pastor, you ought to be thankful for your children's workers. My son, my middle son, he, he's done that for us for years, and it's amazing. Anyhow, here we go. So I want you to go in the Scripture. We're going to go to Second uh, Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1, and uh, I'm going to uh, read it a couple of ways. I'm going to be preaching from the Holman version, but, uh, but I'm going to read it out of the New Living. Here's what it says. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him. That word know means, the word is gnosko, means to know intimately. A man knows his wife, and they conceive and have a child. That's the word know. That's the word gnosko. It's intimate. It's deep. It's not just, oh, I know about him. No. As we come to know him, the one who called us, say called us. Called us. Well, that's not bad. We're working on that. I told him the other night, listen, you're from Wyoming. You should have an attitude. You should just have an attitude. Listen, if you don't have an attitude, devil will walk all over you. You got to get an attitude. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. And the devil tempts you, comes along, says, oh, you want to do this. It's like, no, I don't. You got to get an attitude. Otherwise, he'll be, okay, all right. I'll go do it again. God help me. Oh, come on. That's not who you are. That's weak. Get an attitude. Here we go. And he says this. He says, by coming to know him, the one who called us, say called us. Called us. Woo, that's better. He called us to himself. You see, he called us into relationship. It's like, I choose you. I want you. Man, that's awesome. He says, listen, I called you to myself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence or goodness. The word goodness is there. His glory and goodness. And because of his glory and goodness or his excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. <laughs> we do not have time to go through the promises of God that are just unbelievable 
that he would love us so much that he would give us a promise and say, I say yes. We'll talk about it in a minute. So he goes on, he says, listen, he, he has given us great and precious promises, and these are the promises that enable you and me to share or partner or participate in his divine nature in order to escape the corruption that is in the world. So here's the deal. The first thing I want you to know is that you, every one of you, from the youngest to the oldest, and as we're growing up into Him, He has invited us into a divine, a supernatural relationship, a partnership, if you will. He has invited us to be part of the family business. Woohoo! He's the father. He says, hey, I've got sons and daughters, and you're all part of the business. He's invited us into a partnership. And the reality is, is that because we've been invited into this supernatural partnership with an eternal God, the Lord Jesus Christ, we are able to share and participate with him in the same capacity that Jesus walked with the Heavenly Father while he was on earth. You and I, every one of us, doesn't matter how significant you think you are or how insignificant, doesn't matter what you think. Do you hear me? What did I just say? Doesn't matter what you think. God chose you. See, some of you, see, listen, listen. <laughs> see, I'm starting to, <laughs> we're going to move this fence. See, who you think you are is not who God knows you are. You see, God created you. We're going to talk about it in a minute. Psalm 139, He knit you together. See, He created you for purpose. See, you think, some of you think, oh, I just don't fit anywhere, I don't belong, I'm all alone, I can't do anything right. How many of you know you just said about four lies right out of your own mouth? not true. God looks at you and says, no, I chose you. You're significant because you are important to me. Some of you young people and children, listen, sometimes you feel like, you know, mom and dad don't understand you. Well, they don't. (laughs) That's true. They don't. We're on a journey. Listen, we're trying to figure this thing out too. But understand this, that God does understand you. He knows you perfectly. He chose you before you were even hardly a twinkle in your mom and dad's eyes. (laughs) Because the moment that you were conceived, he said, awesome. Awesome. Listen, This partnership that God's invited us into, it's a place of surrender to become. It's a place where I surrender to a purpose that is supernatural beyond me. And when I surrender to it, God is able to take me into it. But see, sometimes there's something in us that's going, go ahead and prove it. Prove prove that you love me, God. Come on, prove it. Well, heal this person. Work that situation out. Make my mom and dad stay together. See? And we're wanting God to prove it. But you see, He's not going to violate your heart or will or mom and dad's or your son or daughter's. He's not going to violate it. He's not, going to, he's not going to manipulate you, dominate you. He won't do it. It's contrary to his nature. He can't do who he's not. Can't. Devil will do that all day long. Tell you, whisper in your ear, tell you that you're a loser, a failure, you're a jerk. Tell you that people don't like you. Somebody ignores you when you walk out the door on Sunday morning. Oh, they must be mad at me. Really? Really? Like everything's about you? 
cheering me yet? <laughs> they said they were going to feed me afterwards. We'll see. <laughs> listen, listen. This partnership is a place where we learn how to abide in Him. See, prayer is where we come and we abide in Him. And, you know, Jesus says, listen, you can't do anything without me. Now, He's not talking about, you, you can go to work. Bust your tail all day long. I, listen, I grew up busting my tail. I grew up on a ranch out of Buffalo. You know, I, I learned how to work a long time ago. <laughs> I remember driving the pickup when I was four. <laughs> I do. Now, I couldn't shift it at four. But when I was six, we had an old Ford, 57 Ford. And when I was six, my dad taught me how to, I could grab, I was, we were feeding cows, you know, and he was shoveling off the hay, and, and I was... Nine years behind my brother, I was the baby of the family, and so guess what? I was elected. <laughs> Everybody else gone. And I, I learned how to grab the steering wheel and throw myself all my way down and hit the clutch hard enough to push it in and reach up and shove it in the gear. And then I'd crawl, pull myself back up on the seat so I could see. Because if I got stuck in the snow that we were driving in, it was not a pretty sight. Wasn't a good idea. So, see, I mean, but, but understand, see, you can't do, you can work, but you can't do anything spiritually significant apart from Jesus Christ working in your life. You can't. See, the Holy Spirit helps us pray. I can't even pray right without His help. That's what he says, Romans chapter 8. He's interceding for us. Woo, that's good news. I'm glad somebody is. Help him, Lord, help him. <laughs> I used to say that all the time. Somebody please help. Help. Uh, listen, it's a place of continual mind renewal. You see, in the partnership, see, I mean, in business, we're always looking for innovative ideas, new things. What are we going to do next? What's, what's the plan? We're trying to be out there a few years so that we, when we get there, we're, we're still moving forward. That's in business. But you see, the kingdom of God's always moving forward. And so he, in order for us to stay in tune in the partnership, there's continual mind renewal that needs to be happening because the Scripture says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, he says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed in your mind by the renewing of your mind. That you will know what is the good and pleasant and perfect will of God. See, we're in a partnership. See, sometimes we take that like, oh, I, I got to figure out what God wants because I got to make myself do it. Are you kidding? <laughs> See, some of you are still trying to live Christian. Bummer. You know, I tried to live Christian. I tried to do right <laughs> for years, even as a pastor. I tried to do right, live right, and make everybody else live right. You know what that's like? That's like chasing snakes. Oh, my goodness. Or cats. Maybe that's a better illustration. Listen, you're saying, see, we can't make ourselves be good. We are good because we're in Him. See, quit, quit trying to be good. You say, oh, buddy, you tear, tear down the boundaries. I don't know what I'll do. Well, you probably need to get born again. Get born again, get in Christ, and then just begin to live in Him. Because it's a partnership. It's something he's brought you into. Hallelujah. See, that's why he says, listen, these great and precious promises make a way for you to partner with his divine nature. It's incredible. Hallelujah. Now, let me, let me encourage you here. You see... It's a supernatural. In other words, humanly, it's beyond us. But in Christ, when I'm in Christ, now 
I should naturally become supernatural. Uh, yeah, you missed that, didn't you? <laughs> it's kind of like, what are you talking about? You see, when you get into Jesus Christ, you're not just human anymore. <laughs> well, I really got quiet. Woo! I don't have time. I don't have time to go there, but let me just tell you, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the end of the chapter, and chapter 3 verses, about the first six verses, talks about, Paul's talking, he says, I, I had to talk to you like humans instead of the supernatural people that you are. You see, you're, in Christ, you're a supernatural being, you're not just human. Because you're going to live forever now in, with Him. See, eternity is not something as scary as far as fearing death and hell. Because in Christ, I don't have to worry about death and hell. It has no hold on me. I am a supernatural being that stepped into the eternals, wherein I live in Christ and I will live with Him forever. But it's not what I'm waiting for, it's what I'm living in. I live in it right now. Today. You see, the spiritual realm's right here. You step in. Just step in. See? And you can live there every day. Why? Because He's invited you into a divine partnership. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo! Prayer and intercession is speaking the amen to the promises of God. All right, so we should look. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Oh, is that right? No, chapter 1. I'll figure it out. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, says all this, For the promises of God have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes! What's a resounding sound like to you? A resounding yes! Oh, I love it. Some people say, you're so dramatic. You haven't seen anything yet. Listen, you know, we got a platform about three feet high. I like jumping up and off of it. Down, off. Yeah, come on. So here's what he says. For all the promises of God, we just talked about the fact that His promises make way for us to be invited into a divine partnership. Second Peter 1, right? 3, all right. For all the promises of God have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Him, come on, that's good. Through Christ, our, say our, amen. amen. Say it again. Get a more attitude. Come on. Our amen. amen. Whose? Okay, just checking. Our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for His glory. Say, for His glory. You see, He gets glory when you say amen. amen to the promise. Listen, years ago, well, it's been a few years ago, I was talking to the Holy Spirit, and it's like, God, you know, I pray and pray, and sometimes it feels like, you know, Pray the verse, the scripture, and it doesn't seem like it goes anywhere. And, and so I was kind of uh, whining with the Lord. Bear with me here. <laughs> this is listen. We're we're learning. We're growing. This is life. You know, you know. Preachers aren't exempt from whining once in a while. Anyhow, I, I'm not <laughs> talking to the Holy Spirit, and and you'll have to excuse me because as I talk. Understand that when I talk about him showing me and saying things to me, I'm, I'm talking about the fact he puts thoughts in my mind and I see things in my mind. I see the picture in my mind. It's not like it's out here. It's, it's what I see in my mind. That's how he speaks to us, is in our thoughts. All right. So when I say Holy Spirit said, I, please understand it's not audible. It's right here. I'm in this place. Okay, because sometimes people get weirded out a little bit, when you start talking about, well, the Holy Spirit said, well, he doesn't talk to me. Oh, yes, he does talk to you. You don't even come to Jesus unless the Holy Spirit's talking to you. Hello. 
All right, anyhow. So here we are. I'm, I'm whining a little bit about the promises of God, and the Holy Spirit says, go read this scripture I just, we just read. So I, because I know the scripture, I quoted it. I'm so brilliant. <laughs> I quoted it. I said, hallelujah, great. I love that scripture. All the promises of God are yes and amen. <laughs> I love it. The Holy Spirit said, I said, read it. I quoted it again a second time. <laughs> I'm a little slow. <laughs> Three times, he told me. Read it. Finally, okay, all right. I quoted it twice, and I'm still quoting it, but I turned to it and said, so I quoted it again. Even though I turned to it, it's like, all the promises of God are yes and amen. He said, come on. He said, read it again. So then I, then I read it. All right, so then I read it. So all the promises of God are yes in Christ. And in Christ, or through Christ, it says in Holman, through Christ, the amen is spoken by us for the glory of God. So I read it, you know, still looking through my lens. He says, <laughs> he didn't say you didn't get it yet, but it, it was pretty clearly implied. <laughs> So all of a sudden he says, come on, I've got to show you something. And uh, humor me here a little bit. I mean, there's, this, is, this is a real place for me, I mean, in my mind. And he takes me and, and I see a desk. Nothing else in the room. We step in this room. I see a desk. And there's a stack of papers on it. And, and so I kind of walk over to the desk. And on the desk, on that stack of papers, the, on that paper, there's some writing on it. And there's a big red stamp. And, uh, and, and I kind of, you know, I mean, you're kind of curious. You know, you're kind of, I mean, this is, you know, vision, thoughts, whatever. And, and it's like I look at it and it said approved. And I said, well, wh what's that? The Holy Spirit spoke very clearly to me in my thought. He said, that's all the promises of God. Wow! Wow, that's awesome. That's cool. A big old red stamp, approved. And I, of course, I was excited about it, and the Holy Spirit said, there's a problem, however. Oh, what's that? He says, that stack of papers there is all the promises of God. They're still sitting on the desk. What? What do you mean? He says, Go read the scripture. Okay. I'll read it again. Here it is. All the promises of God are yes in Christ. Say in Christ. in Christ. And the amen is spoken through Christ by us for the glory of God. I'm still. Better read it again. <laughs> Number six, here we go. Sixth time. All of a sudden, it's like I'm reading it. All the promises of God are yes in Christ, approved. But the amen is spoken through Christ by us for the glory of God. And then it's like it hit me like a bolt of lightning. It's like, holy smokes. So what does that mean exactly? <laughs> see, see, you think preachers got it all figured out. <laughs> no, no. And the Holy Spirit just says, he says, you understand, Dave, you can quote the scripture, you can quote the promise, you know, my God shall supply all my needs. You can quote it all day long. People quote it all the time. And then they're angry because they feel like God never came through. They're hurt, disappointed, because they feel like he short-suited them. He said, but did you understand that you have to partner, partner, participate with the Father to bring it to earth? Remember the prayer that Jesus taught the disciples, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will that is being done in heaven, bringing it to 
Aha. Uh-huh. You see, the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me, listen, you're the one that brings it. See, he said it earlier, right? We practice it, right? Let's try it again. Bring it. See, I mean, that's pretty good amen, right? So when you quote the promise, there needs to be a follow-through. Amen. Bring it. Bring the Word. Bring that truth. Bring that promise into the earth. Bring that thing right here. See, sometimes it's like, well, I don't know, should we do that? Well, he said do it. <laughs> Why? Because he gets glorified when he is able to break in through the atmosphere yes. and bring his purpose, his will in the earth through your prayer, through your amen. He wants to bring it. But they're sitting on the desk. See, they're sitting on the desk. He, he's already said amen. You read it, we read it, and we're going, wow, that's a great promise. We'll quote it. But see, God says, no, you need to say, bring that thing. Amen. Let it be done. Luke chapter 2, the angel Gabriel comes to Mary, a young woman, and tells her, tells her, listen, you're going to conceive and bring forth a son, and you're going to call his name Jesus, and he's going to save his people from their sin. And she asks the question, she says, how can this be? I've never known a man. Isn't that the interesting word? No, known a man. Never been intimate with a man. Had no sexual relations with a man. How can that happen? And the angel said, Gabriel said, Listen, the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you and you're going to conceive within yourself by the power of God. In other words, the power of God is going to be released. He's speaking a promise to her. Now listen to what she said. What'd she say? Remember? Come on. Come on, say it louder. Let it be done according to your word. Amen. That's exactly what she said. Amen. Let it come. Let it be to me according to your word. Listen, if you get in the Word of God, find the promise that God, the Holy Spirit, stirs up to you, and you say, take hold of that Word, and say, okay, God, I say amen. Bring it. Bring that Word right here in this person's life, in that situation. Some of you are praying for loved ones, sons, daughters, parents that are apart from Christ. Listen, get the Word of the Lord, and then begin to pray the amen to the promise that calls them back. Amen. Lord, I'm calling them back to you. I'm agreeing with you. But don't put your hope in them coming back. Put your hope in Him. See, because you put your hope in the answer, you're going to be disappointed. Put your hope in the promise, you're going to be disappointed. Did you hear me? Help me here. Did you hear? What did I say? Don't put your hope in the promise. Don't put your hope in the Word. Don't you put your hope in them changing. Come on, how many of you prayed for your kids and they got worse? Oh, come on. And then you were disappointed. Come on. Hope disappointed makes the heart sick. And then we're hurt. We're going, God, what's going on? Listen, you're, you're focusing on the answer, not on God. Don't focus on the answer. Don't look at the promise. Look at Him, the promise giver. Amen? Now here's the thing. See, as soon as you get your eyes on Him and then begin to bring the promise to earth, you're participating with Him. You see, there's... There's divine participation. There's a supernatural partnership. There's also supernatural power that's released in us. 
Remember the scripture he says in 2 Peter 1, there where we were reading verse 3, it says, His divine power, His supernatural divine power has given who? Come on, folks, that a little weak. It has given us. There you go. It has given us what? Everything. Everything. Woo! Glory to God. Whoa, dude. Everything. Man, I think of the prodigal son. You know, and he'd taken all his goods from his dad, his inheritance, ran off, squandered it all, came back home, you know, came to himself, finally repented, came back. And they were throwing a party. Remember the party? Woo! They were having a party. If you haven't read it and you don't know the story, it's a great story. It's called The Prodigal Son. And, uh, Anyhow, he, he, he comes in, and his older brother, who had been stayed on the ranch or on the farm, whatever, they, it was probably a farm, but anyhow, you know, he'd stayed by the stuff and stayed there, and he came in, heard the party going on, and threw a living fit. You, are you kidding me? This jerk of a brother of mine, this son of yours, <laughs> takes off, squanders all your money with prostitutes and vain living and he's out there doing all the stuff having a blast by the way as I'm stuck here at home and he comes home and you kill the calf and we have a big party I'm not going in then he said this it's interesting interesting word because many of us have been living right here He said to the father, the father says, come on, this is your brother, he's come home. And uh, the brother, the elder brother said this, he said, I've slaved for you all these years. And you've never given me so much as a goat to kill for my friends. Oh, you catch his attitude (laughs) I've what slaved for you you know what father said amazing word here it is son everything I have is yours you want to kill a goat (laughs) go kill it (laughs) you want to throw a party Kill the calf. I don't care. It's all yours. But see, we're living with a mindset. See, that's why it's so important to have our minds transformed and renewed. See, by that transformation. See, there's a need to renew our minds. Why? Because we're still thinking that somehow we're serving God like slaves. We do the work and He takes care of us. That's what a slave's mentality is. You understand, God didn't call you into a partnership as a slave. He called you as sons and daughters and said, Listen, I have everything. I want to share it with you. It's all yours. It's all yours. Hallelujah. Woo! That's good news. All right, well, we're bypassing some stuff here. The, the thing is, you, you need to understand that God chose you. He formed you in the womb. Psalm 139, great scripture. Verse 13, you can start it there. I'm going to just give you that. You write it down, make a note of it, read it later. It's a great scripture. If you got it up there. Oh, there you go. There you go. Woo, yeah, it's just so good. Just go ahead and scroll down through it. Read it slowly. Listen, you knit me together inside the womb. In seclusion, you put me together. You understand, he was putting you together piece by piece. Listen, some, some of you came, your parents weren't even married. You were illegitimate. But that's a label the devil put on you. God never put that label on you. 
You were chosen from the moment you were conceived. He started putting you together. Mom and dad's mess up doesn't affect you or how God sees you. Listen, your past and the circumstances you've lived to this point isn't even an issue to God. He's looking at where he's taking you, who he made you to be. He knit you together. He formed you. He loved you from the moment that you were conceived. He began to put you together because there was a spirit, his spirit, there in the womb. You say, oh, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. It doesn't matter. God knows all about it. And he still chose you. See, you, you can't mess up your life so much that God won't still redeem it. There's no such place. Woo! Glory to God. (sighs) All right. Let me close with this. (laughs) And I say close. Yeah. Woo, baby. Supernatural activation. Listen, he not only gives us an invitation into partnership, pours out his power in us, remember? Acts 1.8. After this, the Holy Ghost will come upon you and you will receive. (laughs) All right. Now, some of you didn't know that that was power, but the word is power. So say power. Power. He gives you power. The word's dunamis. It means dynamite. Come on. Blow this thing up. Jesus said, listen, all authority is given to me in heaven and earth and under the earth and everywhere else. All authority. The word authority is exousia or exousia. I don't know people pronounce it differently. It means all authority. I mean, he has all authority. And if Jesus lives in you, then how much do you have? Now, he's the one that has it. And he lives in you. Now, he only releases that as you abide in him as you trust him as faith is released so let me leave you with this faith is the capacity to believe him and then act upon it see faith is an action it's it's action it's not just oh i believe Oh, bless God, I believe him. I just trust him so much. He's just, he's just so at work. I haven't seen anything happen, but I know he is. No. Listen, faith takes action. Faith steps in. Listen, you're, 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 we talked about your partners. He gives you power. And, and the scripture says he's already given you a measure of faith. Romans 12, 3. He's giving you the measure of faith already. It's in you. People say, oh, I just need more faith. No. Mm, I was going to spill it. No, you don't. <laughs> there are a few things that do irritate me. I got several pet peeves. I won't start them now. But this one does bother me, and that is this. Listen. Faith's in you. You don't need more. You just need to release it. You need to open the gate inside of yourself and say, God, I believe you. Take a step. Step into it. Do it. Faith is believing that God is, that he exists, and that he rewards those that seek after him, that long for him, that have relationship with him. That's what faith is. All right, so listen. I don't know what the Holy Spirit's been stirring in your hearts this morning, but I know this. That he loves every single one of us in this room. The same. The same. And he chose you. He chose you. He has ordained that you would fulfill your eternal, supernatural, unimaginable purpose. Beyond your imagination. You can't even imagine what God's going to do through your life. You say, bless God, I'm 75 already. You know what God can do in a moment? What would take you 50, 70 years to do? In a moment. 
In a moment, God's wanting to do something in, through your life if you will partner with Him. Listen, your prayers are powerful and effective. James chapter 5 says your prayers are powerful and effective. I urge you, I plead with you. Learn how to pray. Learn. We're all learning. I'm learning. I've, I've asked the Lord numerous times, sometimes multiple times a year, Lord, teach me how to pray. Teach me. Amen. Uh, if I could have the worship team come up, and if you would stand with me, and let's bow our heads together for just a minute, okay? <clears throat> if I go ahead and have the prayer, the folks who are available to pray over here on my right, and also... Uh, might need a few more of you. I don't know what God's going to do today. So heads bowed, eyes closed just for a minute. And uh, before I pray and we enter into our last worship song together, I just want to take a second and, and um, want to affirm that word. It was so good, everything that the Lord shared with us today. Some of you, who knows what God did? I mean, some of you probably hopefully realize today that God really does love you, and it doesn't matter what you've done. His love for you is is stable it doesn't stop and it's extreme he loves you you're, you're not a mistake god loves you and, and and so you if you need to get closer to that love we want to take time today and pray for that some of us also may have realized that there's so much more we could be living in that we weren't saved to live a natural life and try and make god happy every day that we were saved to live a super supernatural life in which god lived through us every day that is the gospel Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I, I know that's really hard to wrap your heart around, but we want to give you the opportunity today to pray with someone. So during this last worship song, over on my right, there's going to be some folks that are prepared to pray with you. Uh, you don't have to share anything you don't want to share, but if we can help you connect with the Father, connect with so much more than just all this crazy trying so hard, and enter into a life that is naturally supernatural. Heavenly Father, we lift up this body of believers and their friends and those who came today just to kind of check us out and see how this whole church thing went. But Lord, we, we know that what matters is you. Your Holy Spirit just among us, settling on us like a cloud. The connection that, that is hungered for by every life in this room is with you. We are desperate for you. And no amount of religion and no amount of, of good deeds is ever going to get us that. We cannot earn what you have freely given. And so, Lord, I pray that no life in this room leaves without connecting with you, without somebody. And don't let us leave with our own burden. Let us share it. That's why we're the body. We need our hearts knit with each other. We need to pray with someone, not just on our own all the time. Lord, I, I pray against the spirit of cowboy up when it comes to supernatural. And I pray, Lord, for the spirit of beloving one another. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.